Hey, I'm Karen Cubides, a music-obsessed entrepreneur and educator who calls Music City home. My career started in Boston, where I found my real passion, working behind the scenes in the music industry. I've had the honor of working with elite performers and educators. Consider this your go-to guide for all things healthy, wealthy, and wise. So, get comfy, because we're about to uncover some surefire ways to transform not only your career, but also your life. This is the Musician's Guide Podcast. Hi friends, welcome to another episode of the Musician's Guide Podcast. My name is Karen and I am your host. If you are new here, welcome. So happy that you're here. Um, Today is going to be the part two of our previous episode. Um, So how to market your festival, workshop, seminar, etc, etc. So if you haven't listened to that episode, pause this here and go back and listen to that one. You'll have a little more context for what we're going to talk about today. Um, This will be a solo episode, so it'll be just me. Um, And I'm really excited to just chat with you guys, have a cup of coffee, go on a walk with me, work out, however you listen to the podcast. And before we get started, I just want to thank everybody for being here. This this show, this podcast um, was created with every single one of you in mind and was created to be a resource We're anti-gatekeeping in my organization, and it's very much about sharing the good news, sharing the gospel. If there's something we know that's going to make your life easier, you better believe it's on this podcast or will be on this podcast. Um, And I just want to encourage all of you, if there's anything you want us to cover, anything you want to hear on this podcast, please reach out to us. Feel free to slide into our DMs at the agency's Instagram, Karen Cubitas Agency, or you're welcome to slide into mine, Karen.Cubitas. Feel free to send us an email, however you feel most comfortable comfortable reaching out, um, please do. We would love to hear from you. We'd love to record the content that will better serve our community. Um, And if you're an OG of the podcast, you know that we will talk about literally anything and everything. And the spicier, the better here. Um, So please reach out. Um, If you want to join our Patreon community, feel free to do the same. Um, We have a couple of episodes a month in there, um, some community hangs, that kind of vibe. So if you're looking for a more intimate community as well, um, everybody is welcome. Um, We donate all of our proceeds to an awesome cause each month. Um, So that's always just a huge um, blessing to be able to do that with the support of, of our amazing community. Um, But for today's episode, I'm going to keep it as simple as possible. And my hopes with this is that anybody who's created an awesome course or workshop or seminar or festival and is excited to just have it grow and and have more people, more eyeballs on it, all that fun stuff, um, that some of these suggestions um, will help you do the same um, or will help you do that. And um, like I always say, question the source. (laughs) So these are my um, thoughts based on the data that I've gathered the last 10 years. Um, this is all based on festivals and social media things that I've personally done over the last few years. Um, and there really isn't a one size fits all, but I will say that some, some things are the same across the board. Uh, when it comes to marketing, um, the first thing that I'll say is sustainability. Sustainability is the priority in anything we do, but especially with social media, because that's going to work hand in hand with the next most important thing, which is consistency. So we need to make sure that whatever content you're sharing and creating is sustainable, that you'll be able to continue to produce that level and degree of content, 
regularly. And then that ties into the consistency part where we are showing up on a regular basis because we are able to maintain whatever it is that we're creating. Um, and the last part of that is authenticity. We, I want to encourage us to feel as authentic and true on the internet as possible. Um, one of my least favorite sayings is that social media is a highlight reel of your life. I don't believe that to be true. I believe that social media is whatever I wish to share with my community that authentically represents me via my boundaries. Um, so what I mean by boundaries is I always like to quote Dr. Henry Cloud. He's a boundary guy. Um, as defining them as a line I draw in the sand for my own self-preservation. I'm not casting judgment on anybody else, but it's my own self-preservation. So my boundaries around marketing and social media um, are very clear and I essentially create my content and decide what I'm going to talk about around my boundaries so that it always feels authentic to me. I can show up in a way that feels good and I can also provide consistent helpful content is the intention that is sustainable for me to create no matter what my lifestyle is. Um, One of my new favorite quotes um, from James Clear is, we don't rise to the occasion, we fall to the level of our systems. And what is the level of our systems when it comes to marketing? And like I've shared in every episode that I talk about social media, marketing is one of those things that once we get through the preparation of a project, a thing, once we get through the recording, the execution, the launching of the thing, we lose stamina in the part of like, hey, everyone, attention, everyone, check out what I'm doing. Like we have lost steam at that point. Um, and then we get into situations where we're like, shit, I got to launch this thing. I People haven't enrolled. People haven't signed up for this. Our numbers are different. COVID, you know, all the things are playing a huge factor. And then we're like, all right, well, let me just throw some advertising money on this and like create kind of a random ass location and a target demographic and then just spend all this money on Facebook ads. I get zero return on my investment. I can't really figure out if that makes sense. So social media must just not work. Like that's, that's pretty common. Um, it's a lot of the feedback that I hear from folks that want our support with running their socials. Um, so to avoid all of this, I want to encourage us to have a game plan and to set yourself up for success as far as not allowing the comparison monster to come in, not feeling limited by your own knowledge of social media, um, but instead making social media work for you and figuring out how much or how little you want to be involved in this process. I cannot stress enough the importance of outsourcing. Um, And this isn't something you have to hire a company to do, like find an intern, find somebody in the organization. Here's where in my opinion, emerging artists thrive. Um, the reason I always hire folks younger than me, I love interns, you know, the whole nine, is because every generation gets smarter and smarter when it comes to technology. And there are so many people with so many amazing ideas that we might not consider because it's always been done this way, which is like the most common phrase in a nonprofit. Or, um, you know, we have to run this by the board and the board is full of, you know, older white men who are not even on Instagram. And it's like, okay, well, how are you going to see the value in what we're trying to market? Um, There's also a lot of conversations around like the bottom line and this has to work. So I just want to share four things 
that I really think are going to make a huge difference. Um, so in the previous episode, we talked about some myths around marketing. We've talked about, you know, five different ways to market, how to do that. What's the purpose in this one? I want to give you some strategy. Um, the first thing that I want to encourage you is to gather some data. One of my favorite Brene quotes, and you've heard it before on the podcast is in the absence of data, your mind makes up stories. So I can sit here on a Monday and, you know, launch my, my course, my workshop, my festival and feel really good about it. My website looks amazing. I have awesome guest artists. It's going to be amazing. Here are the people that I'm trying to reach. Yay. Go me. And then by Wednesday, I can be like, why hasn't anybody signed up? Why did my post only get 20 likes? What's going on? It must be me. I must suck. And it's like, no, 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 no. We need to gather some data so we know like, ooh, these graphics do really well. This video did better. This reel is the way to go. These hashtags are more effective. Like there's just so many variables. So the first thing that I want to encourage us is to gather some data. The next thing that I want to say that it's going to be consistent across the board is I really want us to get comfortable with the psychology of social media, which is essentially repetition and recall. And we're not going to split hairs on the podcast, but basically what you need to know is that not everybody's seeing your post all the time. And we need to repeat ourselves for retention purposes, for memory purposes. So people know, okay, who is posting this? What is this event? Who is associated with this? What does that look like? Um, and if you're listening to this and you're like, who cares? <laughs> why, why does that matter? Um, let me tell you, uh, we all have our feelings around festivals, around seminars, around workshops. We all are, have biases around like, oh, this is super clicky or, oh, this is super this or, oh, this is super that or like, oh, the teachers are good, but blah, blah, blah. So there's a lot of thoughts and that's been created by the brand, by the image, by the client satisfaction, by so many variables. And just like word of mouth is the best way to market anything controlling the narrative and the story is the second best thing. And like I mentioned in the previous episode, as musicians, we tend to bury the lead and we have no idea what we're talking about or what we want people to do with the amazing information that we're creating. So I just want to encourage us to feel really brave in repeating yourself, in allowing your audience to recall whatever it is that you want them to recall about you. Um, so the first tangible piece of advice here. And I encourage you all to take some notes. Um, I'm going to be talking specifically about Instagram and you can translate, you know, depending on the functionality to Facebook as well, to Twitter, to, you know, any other platform. Um, the first thing I would say is let's update the bio of your Instagram. I cannot tell you how many festivals have last year's dates on it. Um, do not tell us what to do or where to go, or don't actually understand that on Instagram, you don't have URLs anywhere else except for the bio section. And there's a special section that literally says website. You could put your URL there. URL is like www, whatever it is. So in my case, www.karenkubitas.com. Um, and in a few weeks, it'll be KarenKubitasAgency.com. <laughs> anyway, um, so that will go in the bio and people can click on that and that will redirect them to the website of your festival, workshop, seminar, event. And 
in this bio section, you know, you don't have that many characters, so we need to make it count. I would encourage you to have, where is the location of this thing? Where, where is it happening? Is it Zoom? Is it in person? What is the city, school, town? Give us some more information. Please give us the dates and have some kind of call to action. It could look like apply for our summer session in the link below. It could look like sign up for our email list and be the first to know when we go live. Um, it could look like we have a few more spots left. Sign up in our link below and you know feel free to throw some emojis on there. Um, but just really make it inviting. Make sure that we know where this is, what you're doing, and you know, sometimes our grid, so the nine squares on Instagram, is not really a representation of who we are, what we do, or what we're trying to talk about, especially as a seminar, as a workshop. Like it's it's really hard sometimes, especially if it's relatively new, to kind of show footage of what you're even talking about or what you're even selling. So this bio is going to help you get organized and it's going to be your North Star as far as like when in doubt, what do I post about? Let me look at my freaking bio and do that. So even just with that information that I gave you, the date, the location, sign up in the link below, a few spots left, that's going to give you the opportunity to have four different pieces of content. The first one could be a screen recording of the website showing us where this is. And, you know, maybe if there's like fun things to do in the area or a special concert or recital or whatever, that could be a reel. You do a screen recording, then you upload it as a reel, throw some music on it. It's going to do really well. You could also record the section of the website that is only focused on how to sign up for it. You could do like a full little sign up and record that as a screen recording, upload it as a reel. Um, you could make a graphic announcing the date, the time, location, and post about it, send people to your bio. I mean, all of that is based on what I'm looking at in the bio section. So the bio section is super, super important. The next piece of information that I want to share is I cannot tell you how many festivals, workshops, seminars, whatever, do not list the date, do not list the time of the event, and do not give us details on what to do with the information. In marketing, we hear terms like call to action, um, I don't know, just uh, lead generating, converting, you know, all these, you know, I just, I hate them. And we don't remember the simple shit. Like, what is this? Who is it for? What's the date? What's the time? What are we even doing in this? So just really making sure that you have multiple graphics that give us that information. Um, If you're Facebook heavy, make sure your cover photo talks about what you're talking about um, and make sure that we have various ways to show the same thing. What I mean by that is you could design a beautiful graphic on Canva with a date, the time, the location. And I know I'm repeating myself a lot, but this is so, so important. So hopefully this repetition doesn't annoy you and helps you. (laughs) Um, We want to do it in a little graphic. Again, time, location, the whole vibe. We can then do what's called a carousel post, which you can also design on Canva. And, you know, give us a couple fun facts. Uh, We're super excited to blank. Uh, Last year's participants have done blank. And this year's incoming class can expect blank. Who knows? Something to that effect. And it could be a carousel. So it could be four different posts. But the main focus of this post is the time, the location, and what this is. 
Um, another idea for date time and location is to do some videos. Um, a few years ago, I helped Dr. Josh Bynum um, run the Georgia Trombone Summit and we got some of the guest artists to do videos inviting people to come to this event. Super cool. Is not content you're creating. Somebody else is doing it. They could do it on their phone. We don't, we're thankfully in this era with technology where it doesn't have to be as complicated. And as a result, one of the silver linings of the pandemic is more people getting more comfortable with technology, being on camera, that kind of thing. So that's another way to share the time, the dates of the event. The next crucial part of information is who is this event for? So I've worked in international festivals for multiple instruments. I've done summits. I've run my own trombone days. I've done symposiums. For all of these different things, you know, we would think that it's a one size fits all, but it's really not. And for each of these events, you're not reaching everybody. And maybe this is a hot take, but when folks think of international festivals, they think of the whole universe. And that's not accurate. Yes, everybody's invited. Yes, everybody's welcome. But with the data gathering that I've encouraged from the get-go, there are very specific people that are being targeted. And maybe we don't want to think that way, especially when it comes to like DEI stuff. Like, "Mm, who is this festival actually for? Yeah, market to those people if that's what you're wanting. Market to the masses. But like, don't BS yourself in thinking that this is for everybody Um, for many reasons. Price point, that alone does not make it for everybody. Um, Representation, uh, proximity, location, like there's just so many variables and so many factors um, that I really want to encourage us to get some clarity on who is this event for. And it doesn't mean that you're excluding anybody. It doesn't mean that, you know, it's only for X, Y, or Z, but Let's be real and let's use the power of marketing to reach more folks and to reach a different demographic if that is the intention with marketing. So really having clarity on who is your target market. And the last part, this is in conjunction to the third myth of the previous episode where um, one of the most common things that I hear is like, well, if I have this person who's super famous, I don't really have to focus on marketing because their name alone will attract them will attract whoever I'm trying to come to this festival to join. And that's not true. Um, What I want to encourage us to do is to partner with these featured artists or organizations or people or even previous participants and work together to bring awareness to the event. And one of the ways to do that could be through Instagram Lives, could be through testimonials, could be through personal invitations from the artists via a video, via a live, um, via an email, a blog, anything, however we're feeling most comfortable in the marketing piece. Um, Just having conversations around that. Um, Not everybody is going to want to be on camera. Not everybody's going to want to do the things that I've described. But we don't really ask because we feel like, well, I don't want to bother this person. And that's totally valid. But if people have direction, if they know who you're trying to reach, if there's absolute clarity, it's so much easier to be like, hey, so I've designed these graphics for you. Would you mind posting them on social media? Here are some of the captions that I'm going to use. The most important part is the date, the time, the location, and to register for this thing. Would you mind sharing the these posts um, on this day, this day, and this day. And 
as someone who gets over 100 emails a day, run three companies, busy, just like all of you here listening, um, and just like a lot of these guest artists that are traveling from one place to the next and blah, 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 blah. When you have direction and when somebody's asking you to do something very specific in a loving and caring way, it's so much easier than if you're like, hey, could you post about the event? Most people, I would say 95% of people are like, what do I say? Where can I get the photo? Um, Most websites, unfortunately, especially of international festivals, are not up to date, are not user friendly, do not have downloadable photos. So the more you can share graphics, share photos and give direction, the more likely people will be able to join you and, and partner with you in this marketing and and just sharing more about the event. Um, so I don't want to make it too much more specific. Um, if you guys want that, though, please let us know. Um, but I just wanted to share this just very basic um, strategies for marketing. So just as a quick recap, um, make sure you're updating the bio of your Instagram. Make sure we have dates and time of the event and it is clear and visible and obvious. Um, let's have some clarity as the founders, head of the organization, whatever, as to who is this event for, and let's make sure that we're actually reaching those communities. And then the last part is partner with your featured artists, with presenters, with whoever is being a part of your event, um, to bring awareness and make sure you give them direction, give them assets. So like photos, videos, whatever you want them to share on their respective socials and just give them direction, um, I know all of us listening here that ha- that have an Instagram or a social platform and have gone to post about something and you just get writer's block. You're like, I don't know what to say in this caption. I, I don't know what the graph is. This graphic good? Is it high res? I don't know. Is the dimension like it's just like this whole like spiral and crisis um, when it comes to promoting something else or even especially when it is your own stuff. You're like, oh, gosh, look at me, but don't look at me. So I want to just encourage us to really gather some data and have an idea of like what's effective, what's not effective. Check in with yourself too. When I'm gathering data, I'm not just looking at the numbers or insights. I'm looking at how I feel about this. How did this post feel? Does this make sense? How does that, you know, align with my values? Is this, you know, accurate? Is this on brand? Like what's the vibe? Like this is so, so important. Um, and then really just remembering that not everybody is seeing everything because of the algorithm. So the more we can repeat and the more we can give our audience the opportunity to recall that the information is coming from us, the more likely we are to grow that following, have the amount of people that we want at our events, um, and to really just make a difference. I know everybody creating workshops, seminar events, festivals, um, is doing it to bring us together, is doing it to add value to our community. And we, I want to encourage that so much. And I, I just really want us to consider the power of marketing and how really ensuring that we're not running out of steam can help you get this to be profitable, successful, to have longevity, et cetera, et cetera. And this isn't just in a for-profit situation. Um, Nonprofits could absolutely benefit um, when it comes to board recruitment, when it comes to donations, selling tickets, sponsorships, the whole nine um, by marketing in this way. Um, I'll definitely dedicate another episode down the line to nonprofits and um, other business structures um, as we kind of navigate marketing a little bit more. But like I said, if you have any questions, thoughts, if this was helpful, please let us know. Um, If you want a little more detail, happy to do that. Um, And thanks again for being here and for um, letting me hang out with you. 